Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Dan Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by Anna E.E. E. Epstein and Shay Boyd of Nothing Without a Company. Hey, Hi. thanks for having us. Thank of you course. so much. Woo-hoo. I think this is visit number four for me, but it's yeah. Shay's first time. It is Shay's first, first timer. <laughs> yeah. But like straight into under- to getting and understanding the cats, which is really the key. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love these cats. I just fell in love. Mm-hmm. recently with these two cats yeah. that I just met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. she's our marketing coordinator, so she's been wanting to be on the show for a while. I have. Oh, really? <laughs> I've been like, why are you not inviting me to be on the show? Because I am the marketing coordinator. Yeah. And and we jive really well, too, so. Well, yes. well especially because y'all are related. Yeah, that helps. Yes. We're first cousins. First cousins. Would you mind... Um, for folks that maybe don't know, I'm always interested in kind of fleshing out and better understanding the different wings of administration and theater companies and things like that. Would you mind talking a little bit about bit about the like <laughs> duties of a marketing coordinator? Absolutely. So I was first integrated into Nothing Without a Company about two or three weeks after I moved here from <laughs> Texas nice. with Anna Rose. It happens. She basically on the way on the drive through as we were pulling up in Illinois said, so when are you going to start doing social media for us? <laughs> She's so great at it. I said, please let me get settled in and I'll let you know. So I first began doing social media, just running the Facebook page and Instagram. Then I um, transitioned into more of the marketing coordinator role. So I started doing um, e-blasts to our mailing list. um, And I started working on the website. I trained myself and did a lot of self-teaching in Squarespace. For sure. Which we already had set up, and I have a lot of fun doing the website, keeping that updated, as well as continuously doing Facebook, Instagram. We've developed a marketing committee, which has been very helpful. Nice. Which consists, yeah, one of our board members, Mike Stein, is basically a marketing genius. (laughs) And he's He's been really, he's been really helpful (laughs) in kind of gearing us. And totally not agree. (laughs) That's right. He's really able to help us hone in on short and long term goals regarding marketing, but. Yeah, so I he do comes a lot from the of, marketing, yeah. like, corporate world. So, mm. yeah. We have a graphic design artist that he and I work together for postering. So we do a lot of Jake postering. Friend. We love Jake Friend. So Shout we do out. postering, printing, postering. Um, yeah, pretty much everything that kind of encompasses marketing He's also a freelancer a if you Yeah, him. Jake Friend is freelancer. He's a website. It's jakefriend.com. Nice. <laughs> Cool. Is he friendly? I'm he's sure he's so never friendly. He's so friendly. <laughs> he's so friendly, so amazing and wonderful. And he's so talented. He does a lot of graphic design for theater companies. It's not companies. F- spelled as friend, though. It's F-R-U. It's F-R-U-E-N-D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, the reason why I was trying to recruit Shay is because I was doing all of yeah. that at right. the time. Um, so, yeah, I was really appreciative of one, my cousin finally moving here from Texas mm-hmm. after like five years of pressuring her to Twelve. move. <laughs> <Yeah>. Twelve years. <laughs> and two, just like she's so good at it. So mm-hmm. she's already she already had like the niche kind of down and, and, and we work really well together. So. I've been on the internet a long time. Yeah. That's the key I'm finding with marketing is really just getting how the internet works. Like yeah. it's such a the biggest marketing move we've done in the last few months is I've I made a, a bean event. <gasps> That was a really big deal recently. I don't even yeah. know what that bean is. Events. <laughs> you remember, you asked about, you were like, what are these bean events? Do you remember this? No. Mm-mm. What was your bean event? So it's called Process the Finality of the Bean Events. Of bean events. Oh, yeah, I remember. Because they're ending. Because they end in the, in the new year. Because Emily is, Modoff, who's an actor in our yeah. show, did one Emily too. Emily created nice. one that was about 
creating a safe space for the bean to process all of its popularity. Yes, that's a good one. That, that was, was incredible. A, that's a really good one. I've seen that one. <laughs> there, well, because it's amazing, I think, that um, so much of, like, internet culture and, like, meme culture, weirdly, are pervading into, like theater marketing and like even i think um daniel biss made a uh, a bean event that basically was just like help the help daniel biss uh plant Plant the the bean bean to grow a new (laughs) illinois or something like that yeah and he like put his policy points in the bean event which i which was you know i just feel so old and i don't understand is this just to like get a lot of attention you like tag the bean and then everybody wants to go to the bean i don't get it the thing that how it really works is that because facebook is the way that it is there are there are a lot of things that facebook have done to like water down content so that when you post something as a facebook page or, or whatever you you have to pay them to do it right but the events like events so in general great. are something that haven't really been touched, and so there's been this meme thing happening. Honestly, it's been going for like a year, um, where folks have done events at kind of like national monuments or mm-hmm. something like that, or or whatever, like a city's a thing that folks go to in a city for whatever reason. Um, and about I think it was probably like two months ago, it, like in Chicago, it came to a fever pitch where some people were making probably ten or twenty bean events like I don't even a know day how it started for like a week. Well, it started with I the, saw like, it and it was just everywhere. Yeah, so the scream like Goku event I think <laughs> happened, yeah. and people showed up yeah. and did it, and yeah. then people were like, "Oh, we got to make more of these." Yes. And then I, and then you know I just, just think there spiraled. are so many. Yeah, there are so many creative. Folks in Chicago with just enough free time to make a bean event. But why? Why, why don't they just come to Bobby Pin Girls instead? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Well, like, so, yeah, that's the. That's the thing. Are they that, that bored? I don't get it. I'm well, not that. we. So what we did is we made a bean event and then wrote an article about bean events and put the link to that article yeah. in the bean event. So it actually got okay. more responses nice. than just posting the article. Huh. And we found that we've since posted articles into our Bean event, and it gets more likes and shares and stuff than, than if we if just we posted, posted it, it yeah. by itself. Shay, should we do a Bean event? Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> yeah, a Bean I mean, event. Bobby Bean Curl's Bean event. We'll figure it out. It's just like internet cultural phenomenon that just comes in waves. Like, these memes come and go. Like, the Bean... You know, there's, like, living memes, and there's, like, dead memes. Right. You know? I think I've so, got your Bean event, and I think that it's... Come glue bobby pins to the bean. Yep. In celebration of bobby pin girls. Sounds incredible. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, and but do we have really... to show up? No. 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 Okay, great. It's just, no. it's just for, for, for the internet. Yeah, and once like 20 or 30 people mark going, then it starts showing up on yeah. other bean events. The algorithm picks it up. Because it's the, at the bean, and so it like, it, that's why, that's how it all kind of happened. Well, and it actually also was, I think it also had to do with a lot of the, um, like, after tragedies, like, their, like cities will trend. Mm. And so that, Facebook wanting to have that be an algorithm, combined with doing landmarks of cities, I think that it piggybacked off of, specifically after... This is the terrible thing about this, though, is that I remember the bean events more specifically than I actually remember the hurricane. Wow. The specifics of the hurricane, but like it was at the same because I know I, I know that it was the 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 peak of bean events was like the week after. 
I'm trying to remember if it was Puerto Rico or if it was um, it was Mexico. It was. I think it was Puerto Rico, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Puerto Rico was the mo- most recent most one. Most recent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that, it was it's, that one. It's so... It, it just boggles my mind how connected people are to the internet. I don't know. I'm almost 34, so I'm just... Uh, I'm thinking about how... Um, we actually had more press come to the show than we've ever had before. Yeah. And we had a conversation about what we were going to have the subject line be to go to the press. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned, like, can we connect this to the the Weinstein thing? Because a lot of the content in Bobby Pin Girls does have a lot to do with consent. Yeah. Um, so relationship consent, you know, with your friends, with your... With yeah. Your- so our marketing, our, our PR coordinator um, took that literally and, like, literally put Weinstein's name in the subject line Mm -hmm. and I thought and we had more responses from the press than we ever had and we had um a lot of great reviews but it was it was it's just a shocking headline that really drew people in and you know I hate to say anything along the lines of this was beneficial to us which I mean I don't want to say I don't want to say that but Mm -hmm. I think that when there's headlines like this you can kind of help people gear towards kind of like your art. Well, I, I think that it, it all boils down to you all you what you did is you tapped into the zeitgeist and you yeah. you were producing something that was that resonated with what with how people were feeling. And so it wasn't that you I don't think it was that you were taking advantage of it or anything. No. It was just that you I you saw that your art reflected life. True. Mm-hmm. And you and you called it as yeah. you saw it. It's very eloquent. I, yeah, I couldn't I, have said it better. <laughs> I think it's a, a weird thing, though, too, where we're living in a world where, like, clickbait is the thing that works. And, mm-hmm. and that's not to say that folks that participate in the act of creating content that is clickbait, like, are inherently approving of the idea of it. Because I, I know that, like, for us as a magazine that's trying to get people to look at our site and uh and stuff like that like you you can't ignore the like fact that it's about finding things that get emotional reactions and, and it's just about navigating that yeah it um speaking of emotional reactions it's been i've seen the show bobby pin girls like 15 times because oh you know artistic director so i have to be at like all the in uh sh- the runs before the invited dress mm. and the invited dress and preview and I'm also the wrangler so I bring everyone up to the stairs and give them the schmeal beforehand and it's been so and I watch the show it's so fun watching the audience watch this show because people have like visceral vis- like visceral thank you Shay <laughs> reactions to this stuff like people have like been jumping out of their mm-hmm. seats and like commenting out loud and it's because the subject matter is so literally as close as we're sitting right now oh, wow. the actors are that close to you nice. and it's the subject gets really uncomfortable that seems to be a trend with y'all. We're, well, we like to push boundaries and make people think. But not in a, like, sexual harassment well, way. No. I was Just immersive edgy. in general. Edgy. I don't know about edgy, but... I mean, people like to use the words push boundaries in the improv way. That's a whole oh, other conversation. Mm. I guess that's um, not, that was not my implication at all. I guess, I just, I think when I say push boundaries, I mean we want to make people feel things. That's what theater's all about. Well, I remember we had this conversation when when it was um, the the baby thing. 
Is that the kid that the, thing? The kid thing. The baby thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same. You know yeah. what? I got it's one great. out of three words. Yeah, you did. <laughs> awesome. I love or two it. Two out of three words. I love I, the baby thing. I knocked that out of the park. You did. You nailed it. <laughs> um, so um, I, I remember having the same discussion with the kid thing of like you know people were having like very tense real like moments with the other actors with the audience sitting right there and that's such and like hearing about that and kind of like discussing the emotions surrounding that artistic experience like really stuck with me and so i think it it, it's very cool to me that y'all end up you know y'all try to push the boundaries of comfortability for the audience and you know really leaning into Mm -hmm. the discomfort that folks deal with in life and really showing that and demonstrating that and reflecting that in the art you make i just think it's really cool that's beautiful thank you (laughs) i loved it well we have not actually really asked can you tell us about bobby pin girls for sure absolutely yeah um, I think it's an incredible piece. It was written by uh, Janie Bell. She's one of our company ensemble members and directed by Ben Kay, featuring uh, Grace Hutching. She's new to Chicago. She's an incredible actor. Um, Emily Modaff. And hilarious. She's absolutely she's incredible. Hilarious. The reviews are loving her. We all love her. She's absolutely <laughs> so engaging and such comedic timing. Uh, we have Debo Belogan. He's also new to Chicago, new but to Chicago, amazing actor. As well as Peter Wilde, um, yep. who's been We've, around. Peter's a incredible, also yeah. incredible. But it's basically about two best friends and roommates, and they're living in their Chicago apartment. And it's just kind of about nav- navigating uh, their relationships. You know, we have an ex-partner come into the picture who's pretty toxic presence, mm-hmm. as well as um, Grace's character, Anna, has a uh, person that she's in a show with, uh-huh. like, who is incredibly toxic as well. So it's a lot about how do we maintain our friendship, our relationship, while also navigating these people around us that are really negative and really overbearing and still remain true to ourselves so and and um there's lots of man splaining that's not the right word <laughs> that's a great word thank you that's a great <laughs> word and i love how the two male characters are such opposite ends of the spectrums like mm-hmm. no spoilers but you know we have one kind of typical nice guy who you know is not a nice guy um and then it's someone else mm. who i have feelings for him you okay. i think he's nice well, until he's not <laughs> okay and then we have like an ex-partner who's just you know incredibly manipulative and wanting to suck you know our, the character brie back into something mm. dangerous again so and this is a world premiere Janie bell has never had a show produced yep. so mm. um she's a little baby playwright and it took her four years to write this play um, yeah. And the actors and Ben did a really great job of really making it a, a thing because she actually um, moved the day before rehearsal started. So, mm-hmm. she, but Ben had worked with her on a, a reading previously that Shay actually yep. read for, and um, she was very cool about saying, you know, you can totally improv and make this work for the space and for these actors, and she, she was really great about that. So. I'm, 
writers are not that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is awesome. Very flexible. Yeah, and so the so Ben was really good at working with them um, and making it find a real a real place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they improv a little bit within the show, which is really awesome. It's very then fun. I I don't see the same show every night. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And well, y'all do long runs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was part of my goal to try to get Jeff recommended in the last two years. And um, the kid thing was Jeff recommended. It was recommended, and we had seven Jeff members opening night um, for the kid for Bobby Pin Bobby Girls. Pins. They did not recommend it, but. <laughs> should still come see the show <laughs> but um we had some other jeff members come because they because yeah. we got such great reviews i think that they really like yeah they i think really the jeffs it. just don't know quite what to do with us still but that's okay that's okay they'll I, learn so explain to me i think we talked this a little, about this a little bit but explain to me the jeff recommendations again if you don't the, mind the jeffs are the tonys but chicago um so it's like it's a thing to get a jeff some people mm-hmm. think you know, there's been a progression in in how people feel about the Jeffs. Some people are like, you know, it's only old white men and it doesn't matter. And then other people are like, it brings audience. And I think it d- it does bring audience because when we were recommended, the um, there's like 50 or so Jeff members that have mm-hmm. to come and see the show to see if we oh. are recommended for this or that or this or whatever. Oh, so there's 50 tickets right there. Right. Which they don't pay but they don't for, pay for it. but oh. we found that a lot of them actually donated after. They so. do donate a lot, and they do bring people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's that. The thing that's really interesting for me to that end is you know when looking at award shows like the Oscars, there's, there's a lot of kind of we're really starting to as a culture unpack what these things really mean, and I mean like even. Um, you know, I think this was before we started recording now that I realized it, but you mentioned, like, performing, and you were, me- like, I, there are so many kind of, um, uh, DIY-ish, almost indie, uh, theater review sites mm-hmm. that are, are really trying to, um, de-white, <laughs> the, the, uh, de-male voice, the, yeah. uh, the critique world, yeah. and I think that that's super interesting, and I, I'm, I, that was kind of the nuance that I was curious about as yeah. far as the the jeffs are concerned yeah and uh, windy city times is actually hiring um a, a part-time reviewer they're specifically looking for um some diversity in their in their um slot and mm-hmm. it it like pays a stipend per show which is cool because then you get get paid to go to see go. shows right. so awesome. sure. um, but it's hard to be a reviewer if you're a writer or um actually in the community because mm-hmm. then you know if you if you write a bad review or piss someone off and they don't want to work with you i mean there's stipulation to being a reviewer mm-hmm. i've been told by other reviewers i don't know i don't know why there needs to be such a a weird thing about that um because yeah there are some really bad shows but also like those shows worked really hard to get up so mm-hmm. like if I'm really nice, so if I was a reviewer, I would just say all the nice things about what I liked. (laughs) Well, as a, like, for us, like, it's a really interesting thing to think about as a magazine, because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something that when we were starting out, we were like, you know, do we want to go there? Do we want to go opinion? Do we want to go subjective reviews? Mm. And for me, personally, like, that's, it's something that, while I, like, think it's a, a valuable thing to have, to have that kind of level of, like, this is what I thought of the show. This is if I think if you if it's worth seeing or not kind of 
air. I think that's a valuable thing in its own context. Um, but there there is a lack of covering things in a way that is more about exposing the process and really talking about like from uh you know the um when what uh one of the things i had the like experience of doing was going to the goodman's uh criticism and a changing america seminar we talked a lot about kind of marketing and the press end of a theater company Mm -hmm. and, and like kind of like working on press releases and stuff like that and those are the things that you have a press team that is like trying mm-hmm. to make sure to put out quotes from the mm-hmm. from the staff and, and trying to make sure that you hear the thought processes of the artists and that right. just gets overlooked I think in a in a review saturated yeah well also if we were to try to do reviews I feel like that's all we would be asked mm. to do mm. like because there are only two of us it would just be like okay, well, tonight I've got to go see this show. Mm-hmm. And then if I can, I'm going to try to see, like, the late night show because, like, this company has sent us their press release, like, eight times, and I feel like a, I feel like <laughs> yeah. a jerk for yeah. not going in. So I, sh- I should try to... Like, it would be all we would do. We would just... Scopy Magazine would just turn into the place that... Re- the, the, <laughs> the magazine where <laughs> two people run themselves ragged trying to review Ooh, everything. Right. Well, and reviews are so different depending on what reviewer you send, and also if they've had a good day, if they ate before, <laughs> if, they if they're hungry the before. whole time. Yeah, like, if they understand our mission, if they've done any of their research or not. Like, it really... Mm-hmm. And, and how, are, how are you supposed to hire someone to represent your um, magazine or your company or whatever? It's never going to be a consistent mm-hmm. thing. I really loved that in two of our reviews that we received recently for Bobby Pin Girls, I loved how both of them mentioned Broad City. I thought that was really oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot about how that. How Broad City was mentioned twice in reference to Bobby Pin Girls, which I think is a really cool way of kind of, like, if you want someone to know what the, like, what the show is like. Yeah, actually, the trailer is kind of more dramatic. Um, It is. uh, Because I think Ben, as the director, was really trying to find, like, where the show, where the show was. um, Because it's written, like, some of the things in the show are very farcical. Like, very Mm -hmm. farcical. And you can get lost sometimes when you're doing um, farcical. and, and, And I, as the artistic director, I was like, you know, I think like drama and um magical realism does much better site specifically Mm -hmm. personally in my opinion um and because when i think of farcical i think of like very large acting and when you're when you're a foot away from someone you don't want to be doing that kind of acting that's not quite how well as a person that gets to see a lot of uh new works and and works with a lot of new scripts and things like that do you feel like um we're moving away from the idea of something being like either entirely a comedy or either entirely a tragedy or either entirely you know what i mean by Mm -hmm. that like absolutely i think so i think that i think even in media and all forms of media right now i think that the lines are crossed all the time Mm -hmm. constantly well stuff is stuff it can get like too real i think that we're in a place where we're we feel things that feel feel things that are too real you know like we things are so intense that they're comical Mm -hmm. um and i i think that that's you know in our politics and in our everyday world and Mm. it makes sense that it's on the page now for sure. And I, and that's an interesting thing. It's like, 
you know, we both, like, I sometimes feel like if I go to see something that is too not relevant, where I'm like, oh, well, you're just trying to create this in a vacuum, and, like, I, like, sometimes that's, sometimes it's valuable, but I think that it's a, there's a, there's a serious call for, like, art to, like, soothe, and to, but to, and to directly react to what is happening, you know? But also, not in a way that everyone leaves crying. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and also, they're, they're, you know, not everything can be soothing. Yeah. Not, not everything can be the answer to the times. Um, some, you know, sometimes, sometimes you go to a thing and, like, a, a, a play, you know, a play about two old men playing chess and talking about how bad their gas is isn't gonna be is you know it's not gonna be you know the answer to healthcare yeah. like it's yeah. it's just sometimes I don't some, know that's the, <laughs> no no, no. that sounds it. like zeitgeist to me that sounds like the people we have in Congress right now <laughs> yeah that's true I don't know I mean I, I while I don't know I I agree that that there should be some consideration in programming but at the same time like. You can't make everything fit into every circumstance. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, sorry. Go we ahead. We had we had uh, a re- a review that um, commented on how, in the end, nothing really changed. Um, which you know, if you're a playwright and you take a, a a playwriting class, they normally tell you you know there needs to be change at the end, mm-hmm. um, and. And this reviewer was able to, like, ver- uh, write stuff that I was trying to verbalize to Janie for a while, but it didn't really actually happen. I wasn't able to articulate what I was thinking, and, and they were able to. But I think that there's some validity to the characters not changing, because it's literally a night in the life of these roommates. Yeah, it's just one night. In this situation that happened, and people don't change overnight. Like, they, you can acknowledge what happened to them and and the situation that they just dealt with, which they do. Um, but the change, I think, is more internal, mm. and you're not gonna you're not gonna see that. Yeah, immediately. That's what I love about Bobby Pin Girls. It's just so real. It's like you're sitting there, you're like a fly on the wall. Yeah. You're seeing these two best friends, these two roommates just like live their lives for one night and challenge each other Mm -hmm. to new things yeah that i really love that about their relationship because a lot of friendships i think will let let each other like go down down negative paths um and they don't really do that to each other they call each other out they do um like and 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 they and you have to be brave to do that mm-hmm. with a friend because for sure you know you you are like I don't know I'm always worried about losing friends and um, worried about if I say something that's gonna be hurtful and so I'm maybe I'm I look up to um, Bree's character because <laughs> yeah. Bree just like tells it like it is. Bree does. I think it's good to have people like that in your life who do challenge you and who try to strive to make you a better person. I found that for me, like the, the way that I've lived my life and the way that I maintain certain relationships is that the folks that I've been roommates with, I've been more able to be honest with because in those cases, or at least the way that I view it, 
it's that their choices directly impact me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, if I'm, you know, if I'm friends with someone but also roommates with them, it's like, you know, I've, I'm, I think I'm being re- redundant here, but I think it's easier to call out destructive behavior. But then there's been so many situations where you 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 talk to someone and they're moving out of their bad roommate situation. Oh, yeah. You know, and they were really good friends before. And, That's true. And then it just did not work and they can't be friends anymore. I just think with roommates, yeah. you have to, like, be really brutally honest with people because you're living in such an intimate space together it's like your home mm-hmm. environment and you want it to be a safe space for yourself so you have to like and be if- continuously communicating with the other person and that's what i love about bobby pin girls because they communicate so well they understand each other so well yeah and they, they don't push get each passive other. i yeah, think they when it doesn't work with yeah. the remains is because they're getting passive with each other yeah, yeah. and not addressing they're such strong women and i think that we have such we have such incredible actors you know we have grace and emily and we have such mm-hmm. a strong backing in our you know in our crew like of women we have christina cassano who's our assistant director we had uh, charlotte drover come in and do our choreography for us mm-hmm. like that's what i think is what i really love is that we have like these incredibly strong women actors and a, and a backing and of that as marissa well. hughes yeah marissa hughes is our was our production uh she designer did the set she did the, the set props. she's so hands-on and uh, did, was it? Did you have a hard time finding women for to to ru- uh, run the administration? Um, you know, Marissa, we've had for a while, and then Olivia, who did oh, yeah. costumes. We have uh, Olivia as well. Um, she did uh, the fashion show that we did a few cool. years ago. Yeah, Olivia Nicole, she's incredible. Yeah, Christina, we had never worked with, but Ben brought her on. Mm-hmm. Um, we always see and the cast is completely new. We've never worked yeah, with we've them never before. Worked Grace actually did the box. Did I mention the box? Mm. It's the short film that um, we did in association with um, Hannah, my wife's, and my new company, um, Bearcat, Bearcat Productions, and it was a competition thing for the forty-eight hour film project. Mm-hmm. So Grace was really new to the city, and we were looking for women to do the short film with, and so we just hired her for Bobby Pin Girls, and we were like, let's also do, have her do, do a the short, short film. film. She's nice. like, yeah. I just moved here, sure. Yeah, but she was great in the short film, too. She's incredible. I I think it's really important to feature, you know, women's voices. I think, you know, people of color, um, you know, marginalized voices, I think it's really incredible. Yeah, and and kind of the reason I asked that question so weirdly was because I I think there's a myth that it's hard to do that. And and, and I don't think, I'm not saying it's easy, but I, I don't think it's necessarily harder than finding you know, men that can do it. I think that there's, I think that it's, yeah, I, I just think that yeah. we really need to start. And I, and I think that y'all really do that. Thank You're you. really unpacking what, you know, the, the habits, yeah. the very privileged and rewarding of privileged habits of, yeah. of administrations in some places. Well, I mean, nothing that a company, we have two female, we have two women co-artistic directors. We have Anna Rose, we have Hannah, they're mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's Hawaiian, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm on staff, and then you know we've had our PR coordinator who's a woman as well. Yeah, um, and we've always been really um, aware that that casting people of color was really important. Always For important. Sure. We always um, try to do fifty percent. Yeah, or more I think this year Hannah and I like 
um, where we decided like absolutely there's no question that we, we really would pass pushed at, ourselves at least 50% POC and um, and and gender non-conforming artists and trans artists and like absolutely. Um, but we were already doing that. It yeah. was just we were like we have we have to do at least fifty percent. Yeah, because that's an like the, not to. yeah yeah the minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our show that we're doing in the summer of two thousand eighteen is actually there's eight characters and set- seven of them are um, are Pacific, Pacific Islander identifying. Yeah. Oh, Islanders. is this the not one but two? Yeah. You- it's the all pigeon that's Hawaiian right. pigeon I remember English you telling us about show, that. Yeah, because y- y'all came on and talked about your entire season. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm so ex- oh, I'm so, so excited. Yeah. And we're actually bringing in a artist from Hawaii to play one of the parts. Yeah, that's awesome. Y- y'all, that's like news. Y'all that's got the big first news. news. That's oh, a big that's scoop. so. There's no cool. press release out th- uh, about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. It's going to be at Burger Park Cultural Center, which is right off Granville and Sheridan. It's going to be outdoors on the lake, so it's going to be beautiful weather, summer, yep. 2018. Yep, yep. Be really in, immer- you'll be immersed into the but Hawaiian culture. I, so we, we are constantly, you know, trying to get our grant people um, to our shows. And it's so frustrating because they'll be like, oh, well, your cycle is um, finished at the end of March, so we'll come see something Mm -hmm. around then. And I'm just like, but the show that we're doing now is so different than the show that we're doing in March. You have to really, like, come to them all to really understand what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about our... see the show. I'm really excited about our March 2018 show. Mm-hmm. Which we've, t- I know, I'm sure you talked about previously, but it's called Cornerstone. Yeah, it's gonna be a very, it's gonna, it's a devised piece, uh, mm-hmm. written by our literary manager, uh, Kevin Sparrow, who mm-hmm. we all have had on. They before. are incredible. Yeah, they were on the show. Kevin's the best. Kevin yep. is the best. The best. Love Kevin. Love Kevin. Remind me what that one's about again. Um. Yes. Yeah, so it's gonna be a very immersive thing. So the audience comes into this. I'm quoting self-help seminar um, that they slowly realize That's is right. a kind of a cult situation. It's awesome. culty. It's um, a little minimally culty. Yeah, and and we've done like two or three or four different um, workshops so far. So we've worked with different actors to help us figure out the devising process, and um, we'll have plants in the audience. To really get your feeling feels. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Well, I love devised work, and I'm realizing I love it more and more as I see more of it, because it it really uh, parallels something that I feel about journalism right now, which is that we need more perspectives. We need more perspectives in the process, and I, and it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's kind of kind of piggybacking on our on our review conversation. Is I think that when we start getting our like artistic vision from one person, I think that's a mistake. And I and I mean obviously there are there are really fantastic writers that do really interesting stuff, but I think this whole kind of process of devising and really kind of allowing for the folks that are part of the cast to to really add something of their own organically to the process is, is something so valuable. Well, right, and um, different voices. How do I say this? I really want to bring up this topic, and um, because it's really important, and it involves we'll just go for it. 
the like sexual harassment in the world and um, have you all heard about Brian Posen stepping down yep. from State 773? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you talked about it on I, air? Not on air, but I did mention it in the editorial. Episode, yeah, so. it's it. I, I'm just really glad that it finally came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Columbia in like 05 to 07, and I was warned to stay away from him too. And um, like over 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been happening for years and years, and it. And I was friends with him when when he brought he put out his apology quotations, and I was reading some of the comments, and a lot of them were like, "Oh, Brian, I'm so sorry this happened. You never did anything to me." And then eventually, the comments started getting real, and um, you know, women from 20 years ago were were telling their stories about how they met him when he was 15, they were 15, and they came to um, Columbia's high school um, workshop thing, and then, and then were his teacher later, and and then something happened, dot, 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 when I was 19, and, you know, I am not surprised, and I'm just so happy that it came out, and when everything else came out, I, I don't know how I forgot about Brian Posen. Mm-hmm. Um, so Just I don't know. the overwhelmingness of it all, probably, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, it should be addressed that, like, writer's theater, that situation has not been resolved. And mm-hmm. and the 773 thing hasn't been resolved because he's the owner of 773. Yep. So I don't know if you and your um, viewers will join me in protesting 773 until... There's a new owner. It, I mean, it's hard because com- there's so many companies that perform there. Yeah, I've there, been there but... twice, like in the past couple months, seeing shows like that my peers are in. Yeah, but it's a it's a tricky situation. Is I that think. the whole building of like Theater Wit? Not Theater Wit. It's not Theater okay. Wit. It's a different owner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the Stage Seven Seven Three, which has like well, four different theaters. Can spaces. you remind me the uh, the Not in Our House Accountability Coalition? What? Um, what was that indirectly uh, referenced? Those to, to prof- profiles. Those, yeah, we're regarding profiles. I yeah, believe. they're Is that when still. It started? Yeah, they're still around. Um, so I think that they're probably getting involved somehow. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of been in shock because even though I didn't really have, um, I didn't have a class with him, um, and I didn't really deal with him much. I like I volunteered when they opened Stage Seven Seven Three to to work that night. Um, and I think that's the last time I've actually been in the same room as Brian. Um, it's just, it's so, it's, I'm just so glad it came out. And hopefully people continue to talk about it so that he doesn't just continue to do his cycle. Because mm-hmm. he's very, he's loved in the improv community. Mm-hmm. I mean, people yeah. have their sunglasses on. It's just really important to keep talking about these things and keep bringing them up just because if we don't keep talking about these things, these patterns are just going to keep continuing and continuing with new people coming in or with them doing the same thing and you know if you're able to talk about it in your own experiences, that's great. I say the most important thing is just listening to other people, not victim blaming in any way, not victim shaming in any way. Mm -hmm. And then personally what's really aggravating to me a lot of times is when I see people who out themselves as abusers or people who have harassed in the past and then they get support for that and they're being called mm. brave mm. and they're saying oh thank you so much for sharing this like you know I it's great that you came out and said this I will never w- reward <laughs> or you know congratulate someone who admittedly 
is an, an abuser or someone who has, you know, harassed women. I think that that's something that they need to learn and grow from, you know, internally as opposed to trying to prove to everyone that they're a good person mm -hmm. and that they can admit their faults. That's, that's on you. It's not on me to congratulate you for doing that. Mm -hmm. So... But then there is that other side of like what comes next for that person. Just because I, I um, I'm I'm such a feeler. Um, I, I so I can like see both sides of things. So yes, I am like so angry at this situation and and what Brian did for the last thirty years to women. But like I also imagine him like having a really hard time right now. And like I, I I'm trying to think for him like what is next. I have no sympathy. I mean, his next his next steps need to be, you know, completely doing something, you know, revolutionary and like, or like really like seeking a lot of therapy, seeking a lot yeah. of help, and becoming a true advocate and like really putting his, you know, putting himself out there, putting his money where his mouth is, mm -hmm. and and really pr trying to prove and and do better and be an advocate mm -hmm. and yeah. start Good listening. Point. Stop talking. That's mm -hmm. that's really it. Is <laughs> is stop talking because that's the thing of like oh, some of these apology uh, letters. I'm like, you're just you're just like part of he's like getting off of the idea that everybody's thinking about you mm -hmm. in this way. So gross, and it's yeah. so disgusting. And he tried to get his apology out before the media got yeah. wind of the situation because he wanted his, his spin on it for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I think the thing. From, uh, I like this. This is a hard is so, conversation. Yep. Well, the the thing that I am curious. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I'm like dancing around. What I, the thing that's interesting? Not. It's not interesting. <laughs> We're really the, thing the thing that stands out to you? Sure. The th it's, it's that it's so pervasive. Yeah. I mean, we have elected so many folks. I mean, Al Franken, for example, the yep. fucking president. Yeah. Where it's like, mm -hmm. there are, it's so, it's in every corner. I mean, like, in my, like, indie, uh, are like uh, indie journalism folks like there are like Matt Taibbi like someone that I know really well like Jamie Kilstein just came out as anti SJW it's like the the like harassing harassing terrible and abusive men it's it's perv it's all throughout it and so it's in every community you, you at you at a certain point you there is a question of what happens to these people mm -hmm. you know like I don't know. How do they well, redeem themselves? So, so, oh god, this is okay. Or so, even how do we prevent it? How do we yes. prevent it? So the Kevin Spacey situation um, is kind of the rippling thing. Jeffrey that, Tambor recently. Yeah. But, yeah. but so, but this, but the thing about the Spacey thing is uh, that I find interesting is his brother came out and said how his dad uh, sexually abused him, mm. his brother, Kevin Spacey's brother, and how he was. Um, protecting Kevin from this abuse and uh, but I'm sure this the situation like he he probably was abused at some point or um, like ha he had to have known what was going on if he was in the house and and then um, Spacey was accused of something similar um, I, I just think it has to it has to do with like pedophilia and it happening at a really young age and to a lot of people. Of abuse. Exactly. Yeah. And the cycle of abuse and like people just not talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um and it just happening 
so much for so many generations and you know like our grandparents not particularly mine mine are awesome but <laughs> our grandparents we love you bubby <laughs> <laughs> just just saying like keep it in the family it's this is not um um this is not for other people to to mm-hmm. know or talk about and and i used to i used to think that like when people said like kids it's all about the kids. I used to be like, oh, that's a cop-out. Like, it's not all about the kids. It kind of is all about the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, we gotta keep our kids protected so that they don't pass on um, things that happened to them that were horrible to other people. And we live in... America can be such an anti-rehabilitation culture, weirdly, too. Yeah, like the prison system in general. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that, like, we can rehab these men and it's better. But I I don't know that. Like, I, I don't know. And I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not trying to like. Like we can't. But yeah, I, I think that there is. I don't know what the solution is, and I um. But I feel like there's. We're smart, right? I can't we figure it out? I feel like we should be. <laughs> I feel like we should be listening to mental health professionals when sure. it comes to next steps for what these men should be doing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I I think that that there are a lot of that there are a lot of thoughts being tossed around in the court of public opinion and Mm -hmm. not all of them are constructive um, because like what we're seeing is just the systematic the systematic just kind of like list of names piling up of men who are no longer accepted in their circles and so what what this is turning into is just a whole section of our society of men who are abusers and you know the fact is these men generally have 40 years left of their life (laughs) and so what do they what does this whole section of society do and i genuinely think that mental health professionals need to like start writing articles and being like here are the steps that abusers can take to rehabilitate to to right themselves within these communities. Get a cat. That's, yeah. <laughs> Step uh, one. There's a lot of other steps, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's interesting because like 200 years ago, we'd be at the point where we'd be taking the guillotines out, you know, and yeah. just like. So real. <laughs> but then there's, then you don't have to worry about the after. And, and I think that's the thing though, is that like we're past that. Like we're past the like, like death sentences thing. We're past, we're, well, we're past. This. But we're yeah. not, well. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're good. Um, this is the, a really hard conversation, and I'm really proud of us for having it. For yeah. Sure. I'm just saying that. Sometimes yeah. there are just no answers to things currently. You know, everybody's going to have some sort of opinion on what needs to be done, how things should be done, and, you know, everybody's going to say something different. But I think that, you know, right now, what's really important is listen to each other, take each other's words um, seriously. Be supportive of each other. Be supportive of your family, your peers. And come to Bobby Pin Your cold <laughs> oh, I, was, I was really going somewhere. I'm sorry. No, that was I awesome. had to throw that in there. Yeah, come to Bobby Pin So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, the what brought up this conversation were the themes of Bobby Pin Girls. I'm yes. wondering, so the, the, the relationships that these women have with these men are toxic. And I'm, I'm wondering, is there like... 
a trigger warning on on this sh- on this show like should- absolutely okay. yes absolutely we so have we have trigger on warning on our website and in our program it's going to be um drug use uh, mentions of self-harm and as well as there are flashing lights in the production yeah. but it is i mean it, there's a lot of topics in in bobby pin girls that are touched upon that are hard topics to hear if you have ever been exposed to if you have someone that you in your life that is an addict but you know what art is therapy art can be therapy um art can <laughs> so, be healing um i i think sometimes when you hear all of the trigger warnings um people might say oh well it's not worth it to go to but but i'm i see i watch audience and i see them really like taking stuff in and and um processing and i think it's a the flashing light one though is no joke Yes. That's not a joke. Yeah. No, because I have trouble with flashing lights. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a bummer. Maybe close your eyes yeah. during that point. It's not long. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you can just keep, listen to the music. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually have all um, local bands that oh, are cool. pre-show, post-show um, cool. yeah, music. We have the cell phones. And within the show. Yeah. The cell phones, Mother Nature. We have Menace, Menacerno. Mm-hmm. Um, which is our really good friend Maggie O'Keefe's band. Love her. We love Maggie she's O'Keefe. She's helping people sign up to vote. I'm, oh, she's I'm helping on a, Sunday, she's actually. She's such an incredible <laughs> advocate. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Nicole, come and join us. 2018. 2018, let's <laughs> do it. it. Seriously, let's do it. When are the gubernatorial primaries? 2018. Oh, the primaries? I'm not sure. I know they're in 2018. I was going <laughs> to ask her on Sunday. I was going to ask Maggie on we'll Sunday because she Maggie knows. O'Keefe. Yeah, we'll... we'll put up an article about it i think yeah cool please i want to get um i think that we could probably at this point we might be able to get a gubernatorial primary candidate in here for sure i think that'd be sick i think that y'all could do it and i will help you do it yes we talked as long as they're cat friendly Mm -hmm. but then poir dropped out we were like about to get poir on the show but then he dropped out he's our alderman though i bet we could still just like get him on our show for sure just talk to him about everything talk to him about andersonville yeah yeah um, well, we have a few minutes left. Great. Um, one oh, of the last things. Oh, it's gone by so fast. I know. It always does. <laughs> Time um, flies. Well, we have fun. Yeah. This is um, really fun. Good, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I really like last this. thing we do with all of our guests is a one minute plug for anything they have upcoming. Sometimes that's very obvious, like a show that is currently running that oh, okay, is coming great. up on its last weekend. Um, otherwise, <laughs> we also love hearing about other folks that you want to shout out doing dope work, as well as we love hearing about self-care things, so like TV shows, movies, books, music that you're, that you're consuming. Cool. Well, something that is a self-care thing that I do every Saturday, which Nothing Without a Company is a sponsor of, is free yoga at burger park i don't know why i haven't come to this i like keep meaning to it's what time is it on <laughs> totally Saturdays? Free. um it's at 10 right now um but we're gonna change it back to 10 30 because i'm not a morning person <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually so we have teachers on rotation but um there's been some like vet problems and i've had to teach a few of the classes which mm. i'm not a certified instructor but i have been doing it for 14 years so i don't teach i lead um, and I'm really at all like the classes, that. so come and say yeah. hi. Do y'all do it inside now? Yes. Yeah, it's inside. It's Matt's cool. provided. Cool. Yeah. Donations like, accepted. Nice. Yeah. That seems like... Oh, Matt's provided. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. It seems like that would be a fun place to do yoga inside of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a beautiful space. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few things there. Sh- uh, Chicago Fringe Opera did a few mm. things there back in the day. But yeah, um, and then if you... Um, 
uh, we didn't mention that Bobby Pin Girls is not wheelchair accessible, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, it's on the second floor of yeah. the Chicago Mosaic School. Um, so if you are um, not able to come because of that, and only because of that, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shay's like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I just get cranky. Um, need to go home and eat. So if you can only watch the trailer, totally do that. We have a YouTube channel, Nothing Without a Company, and then... Bobby, put in Bobby Pin Girls, and it's my film directing debut. We filmed it in two hours, yeah. so I'm pretty proud of it. Um, y'all should consider having one night where there's a like a pay to play live stream for folks who are who That's are not able idea. to attend mm, when you're in spaces. Idea. Like pay like half of the ticket price, and mm. then and then there will be a live stream. I'm going to talk to Mike Stein, marketing uh, genius, about that. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I think that's incredible. It's an interesting conceit. It's tricky, though, because you don't want to lose quality. Yeah. Because, like, just, like, just setting up an, a MacBook or something like that. Probably. FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, shaking. We, yeah. <laughs> we had talked about doing that for the kid thing. We did think because, we did Because our family is in, family tech, in Texas. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my mom first. <laughs> Pamela Villars in Austin. Yeah, friends. Shout out my mom. Shout out! Shout out to everyone's mom. Shout out everyone's. We mom. love moms. Moms are great. Moms Do y'all have good best. Thanksgiving plans? We're doing friendsgiving. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. I like to call it Thanksgiving. Well, nice. I didn't want to be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. appropriate. No, it's literally Thanksgiving. Like we're gonna blaze it all day and like <laughs> we're gonna cook that. up a storm. We're gonna make our. Uh, traditional family um special pecan pie. pie it's a fudge pecan pie fudge pecan so <laughs> it's awesome. gonna be really great no we're actually we're hooking up with my cousin we're picking him up and our, my two cousins brendan and kenne and we're gonna drive up to my mom's house kenne Kene. he's uh he's nigerian it's oh. a beautiful name his he has his full name is amazing i can't remember all of it because it's <laughs> i've always just called him kenne um, That's good enough. But yeah, he's, he's a really cool kid. Um, but uh, Kenny. Brendan, Kenne, Daniel, and I are going to go up to Milwaukee and just chill. Yes. Good for you. Yes. You deserve some chill. That is self-care. Everybody yeah. does. Chilling oh, on the holidays. Chilling with yeah. the with the squad. Yeah. I'm going to start calling it Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving. we do a, we do a, like, and I, this year I was like, I don't want to call it Friendsgiving. I'm just going to call it Thanksgiving. Because like, I. Because, I, I don't know, I've seen, like, a couple people now, like, complaining about calling it Friendsgiving, and, mm. and, and I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, 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 we can share I like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Is that okay? Yeah, let's Please. Okay. Sharing is caring. Cool. I think that we, it should, we should officially change Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. for eternity. Well, I think Thanksgiving <laughs> is a really fantastic name for not doing it with your extended relatives. Yeah, or doing mm. it with your, like, cousin, <laughs> you know, just like you and your... your... No, definitely not cousins. Hey. Can you imagine being cousins with someone? Oh, man. I can't. I have... My I'm cousin not friends is with my, any of my cousins. My cousin yeah. is my worst enemy. <laughs> Frenemies. <laughs> Frenemies. We are. We are frenemies. Oh, no. man. Cool. Uh, did we awesome. get all the Bobby Pin Girls stuff? I'm sorry. We're Bobby just Pin Girls fun. closes next weekend. So we are Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. We're Sundays at 6 p.m. We mm. close on Sunday the 3rd. And Bobby Pin Girls is at the Chicago Mosaic School. 
1101 West Granville Avenue. She's so good at that. Right off the Granville red Barbie. line. So you can just walk about 50 feet. It's right on, right over there. Um, we will greet you in the school. You can check out some really cool art. They have a lot of really cool classes there. Mm-hmm. It's like BYOB. You can come They got in. some Groupon classes. You can smash your ceramics, do some art, mm-hmm. mosaic it up. But yeah, we'll lead you up into the space, which is really fun. You can write on our art wall. Um, tickets are available online. Uh, nothingwithoutacompany.org. We are a nonprofit, 501c3. Oh, oh, also Giving Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Giving oh, yeah. Tuesday. That's huge for us. That's Tuesday, the 28th, um, the day after Cyber Monday. We also have Amazon Smile if you do a lot of online shopping on Mondays. But Giving Tuesday is a really big deal for us since we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so yeah, please check out our website, nothingthatacompany.org, if you'd like to contribute or learn more about Bobby Pin Girls. So good. Cool. Well, Thanks thank you for all having so much. us. Thank of course. you so much. <laughs> of course. Anytime. Yay. Yeah. Thank you, Oscar and Moody. Yeah. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan Johansson. I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are so many ways that you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. Actually, I'm going to plug a little something that I, I could use. If you are interested in writing for us, we're still going through what we've been working on is going through the backlog of all of our podcast episodes to create article versions of it. Um, so we're, we're working with a few different people, but honestly, there's so many episodes and it's getting to the point now where I also want to be getting, turning them into articles for the things that we're recording like now, like I'm already thinking like, man, I wish we had enough people to get this, this podcast episode turned into an article episode before this weekend, but I don't know if that could happen. But anyway, maybe send in, send into the show, send us your resume and, uh, a sample of your writing at scopymag at gmail.com. I also want to put out there that if any one is interested in earning commission on ad sales for us. Um, We're offering 20% commission on anyone who sells ad space for us on our brand spanking new website. Uh, Email us if you're interested. um, In either. Yeah. Yeah. In either writing or sales. So um, we're looking for both and we'll pay you. We'll give you money. That's so cool. I know. Yeah, it feels good to finally be able to do that. That's really well, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for... Uh, yeah. Thanks for to, having uh, us. Find us on our social media places. Um, oh, yeah. Find face, us. Uh, Facebook is under Scoffy Magazine. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, iTunes Podcast, Scoffy Mag. We spell it S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. Did y'all want to... Nothing about a company on Facebook, right? Yep, nothing about a company. And Insta. Instagram, nothing about a company. That's pretty much our main... <laughs> cool. Listen, that's all I can handle right now. Okay. <laughs> no, that's legit. That's fair. The website. Yeah. All right. And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com. Go to our About section. There are a couple ways that you can give. You can give on a one-time basis. If you choose to do that, you will have our eternal gratitude. If you choose to give at a monthly level, some cool things will happen. Happen. First of all, our next two donors at any level will receive a free bag of half wit coffee. And from there, we are kind of adjusting our levels of giving and the rewards therein. Um, but that being said, at $25 a month 
or above, you'll be a part of our affiliate program. We believe that such generosity during this time deserves recognition. So our affiliates will be featured on our website with a link to their website or social media as a means of advertisement, and will receive a Scopy affiliate window sticker. So nice. give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.